Peter Smith. And I'm Jenny Smith. And this is worth playing for the Survivor Podcast. You okay over there? You caught me off guard. Oh, I'm there sorry. There was no worth starting. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was, I was in the zone. I was mid-swallow. And how could you not be with this wonderful episode? Well, hang on. Was this a wonderful episode? What did you think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it would be more exciting if the person who left was an entity at all. I feel bad speaking this way about Kelly Wigglesworth, but I it's just... I feel like she was. We've, we've spoken of her and her likability. She was a threat in that way. And She's, just the yeah. sympathy vote and the wouldn't it be cool if she won kind of vote. Yeah, there's definitely all of that. No, I don't mean to say that she wasn't a threat. It is sad that the only confessional she got was explaining that they were going to split the votes. Like it was just yeah. non-information information. Yeah. And then, I don't know. So, I mean, I guess not everybody is going to be super interesting with a lot of great confessionals yeah. or, or anything like that. So. You know, it's fine. And How big of a role did confessionals play in season one? I, I'm i not sure. I don't remember. I haven't watched in a while. But, you know, it, at her uh, her parting words tonight were about how the game has changed and how it's not her kind of thing anymore. And, and I think that's very clear. Yeah. Um, the old schoolers are... They just can't are they all up. gone? Hang on. By which I mean old schoolers. I don't mean people... No, we just mean people who played from a certain season, or, you know, earlier seasons. I mean people who played with a certain thing in mind. Like, I'm thinking of Terry. What and, thing in mind? Which is uh, not a whole lot of strategy. Mm-hmm. Trying to just be straightforward, like you make an alliance and you stick with it. Yeah. People like Wu and Terry and Savage and Wigglesworth. I see, because Wu even played in a later season. Yeah. Whereas Varner. Sure was in an earlier season and he was able to adapt and that sort of thing. Was he? I don't, I think he still made a number of mistakes. Oh, he made a number of mistakes, but I don't think, I think they were the mistakes of an old schooler trying to figure out the sure. new, but at least he's trying, he was trying yeah. to figure it out. He wasn't on autopilot or right. doing the same thing again. Right. What's so interesting about this whole voting block versus alliance, bottom versus top, hierarchy versus not discussion in the last two episodes is that I feel like we're watching it as a game evolve again. And some people are resistant to it and some people are not like Tasha at tribal was like, well, that might be so, but you still have to trust people and we're all still going to have to vote together. And she seemed in that like resistant to what Jeremy well, and, and Steven were trying to say, it's arguable whether she was actually resistant or if she was making the only argument she could in the moment, which was, you know, trying to convince people that I see where you're coming from, but you're going to need to trust people. And today is the day to trust people, right? Um, I don't know. But yeah, it is it is interesting, this know. idea. The word vote, the, the phrase voting block was said a lot mm-hmm. this episode. And I believe it was start. It started with Stephen. Yes. And. All that means is a smaller alliance, though. I think it means a temporary alliance. Mm. Um, It's a lot of people coming together because a certain thing is in their best interest. But once that's done, those people might not work together again. So they're using the votes of the witches' coven to better their vote. Right. Like, that's done. We're not, like, forming an alliance with the three girls. We're just using them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, But you still have to use and trust... 
you know, Steven still has to trust Jeremy and Spencer. Oh, sure. Blah, blah, blah. So it's just smaller alliances. It's alliances of three. I guess so. But again, the trust, it, it only has to go this far. Like, Stephen trusted the witch's coven. I'm not sure who said, who dubbed them that. I, I mean, he, he made reference. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he made reference to Macbeth with the stirring the pot and that sort of thing. That was brilliant. I think Kimmy said it and he took yeah. it and ran. Yeah. And it worked, about, it worked out very well. Mm-hmm. He was bringing up Duncan, you know, the character of Duncan. Like he's really, I didn't even really... remember any of that from high school. Yeah. He got the quote wrong. It's, uh, I believe it's double, double toil and trouble. He said, right, boil, like, boil, toil and trouble. Anyway, that's not like Harry enough. Potter. Um, exactly. Yes. That's the frog that, song. It's the frog song. Yes. <laughs> that's, uh, yes. So we can, uh, yeah, so it's like he he he's willing to trust. Stephen is willing to trust the witch's coven to get out Wigglesworth or Joe if Joe had lost. Sure, but that trust is for right now. So it's smaller alliances, and I think even then, when I think of alliance, I think of something that will last for at least five episodes. And maybe that's wrong of me to think. And his alliance with Jeremy has already shown that. That, that, sure. is, that is an alliance. Yeah. And it's it's so fascinating to me that Jeremy said that it's the one person he trusts is Stephen. Totally. Because I don't think Stephen trusts him. Or at least I think he recognizes like, well, Jeremy can I be me. I feel so. like they have had to have some gameplay that we have not gotten to see. Because it seems to just be there all of a sudden. But we... It, we didn't see that build. Yeah. Aside from them being on the same tribe and then being in an alliance for a while, sure. like a larger alliance yeah. for a while. But it for seemed Jeremy larger. For Jeremy to say the one person yeah. being Steven. Yes. It does feel like there's a conversation there that got cut out. Right. Um, but yeah. Maybe so. it'll come into sharper focus as we move along. We said while watching both Steven and Jeremy are getting the best edits individually. Each of them are getting a great edit. Yeah, I think so. Gosh, um, do you think that means that they're going to be final two? That'd be crazy if that happened. Um, but I mean, Wentworth is also getting a very, very good edit. Sure. So yeah. that'd be an interesting final three. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> who do you who do you even vote for? I think in that situation, I think Jeremy would get the votes, but it's hard to say. I don't know. You know, Wentworth that the is moves Jeremy that she made clearly. Consi- what? Sorry, is Jeremy considered the golden boy that? fish would take this time around mm, maybe yeah. it's it's tough because like i mean the game looks different yeah it is possible that steven is so focused on joe but everybody's focused on joe at this point but i that think when we're so focused on joe that he might jeremy w- might wind up being a blind spot for him which is not good because jeremy can beat anybody jeremy might be a blind spot for him for Steven? Steven is so focused on Joe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think you said Jeremy was. Oh, Maybe I just heard you wrong. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No one's talking about getting Jeremy out still. And it's... I the don't only know person that mentioned is Sierra at the reward. Right, yes, yes. Um, but I don't know. But there, there is a JT element. I think Jeremy's a, a better strategic player than JT. Sure. But there's definitely a there's JT an element. element. Uh-huh. In that, so far, somebody has, one person has brought it up and it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. You know, now, 
now now that he has two idols, Jeremy. Oh my gosh, it, can we talk about that? It remains to be seen if he's going if he's ever going to go anywhere. That's tough. That's that, a tough. That's thing. a lot. That's a lot of idols at this point in the game. Yeah, 10 out of eleven. Left. Yeah. So at the time, you know, eleven people could have been looking for it. Out of eleven, the guy who already had one found it. Yeah. And they did it at camp. They didn't do it at the challenge. They didn't put it at the challenge. Yeah, they did a different thing. Yep. And it was so interesting because it was just sitting. It was just Bizarre. hanging there. Yeah. In the middle of the night, such a odd idea. Um, but I like what they're doing with, with idols. I like that each one looks I, different than the other. I like that they look different. I like that there was still an element of you have a choice. You don't have to leave camp and risk outing yourself to go get it. Yeah. You know, you have a choice at the challenge to yank it from its hiding spot. I feel like camp is a lot safer because you can Way always just safer. say, I'm going I have to, to go bathroom. to the bathroom yeah. completely, which is what he said. Yeah. You know? And so. And it's it's that kind of standard thing, and it happened with uh, with Russell uh, when he got his second idol, which is uh, he didn't go on the reward, so he was just left back at camp, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he was left back at camp with a lot of people that just were, Same thing. were kind of bored and not really doing anything, yeah. so he was sort of free to go and just look around, which is exactly what Jeremy did. Yeah. And so he was, you know... Losing that reward might wind up being the best thing to happen to him yep. in the game. Um, Just such a funny juxtaposition between that consequence of events and when Steven didn't go on the reward and he's just like pissed, like sitting yeah. around camp, like relationships are forming and I'm not in on that. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it is. Uh, this this wound up being kind of a, an oddly good episode for Abby as well. <laughs> In the, for two reasons. One <laughs> is even. when is when Joe is looking for the idol, and then she yeah. tells him, "Oh, I have to go to the bathroom right here." Apparently, uh, so can you give me a few minutes? Um, it's a, it's an why odd is Tree Mail near where they go to the bathroom? I is it even? I, I feel like did you they can go, go to the in the ocean? You like I don't know. No, you can't because um, I guess snakes snakes can bite you. No, they go in the ocean. Well, they don't always go in the ocean. I was talking with our friend Reed the other day. Pretty sure was, they almost always go in the ocean unless it's the middle of the night. Or if it's like particular. <laughs> uh, oh, like, like low the, tide? Yeah. and Or if it's like really windy and there's a lot of waves and you have to, you're not going to want to squat down when like the waves are pummeling you. Like, uh, I don't like this line of conversation. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think they squat in the ocean. Yeah, you, I, I asked Reed probably too many questions oh, about this. Oh, I thought they went far enough out where they could just No, it's very difficult to stand oh. uh, and use the bathroom. So I seem to recall Which there being a jackass episode of a guy going to the bathroom while running at full speed. And uh, <laughs> uh, it was uh, not pleasant. Yummy. But anyway, sorry, okay. everybody. I feel so terrible I, talking about this. It, it's super gross to me. Um, Grow up. I know. We all do it. We all if, do it. We brought it up because Abby brought it up. We're not just true. bringing it up out of the blue. We're talking about how the practicality of Survivor. I guess so. And then that's one more thing you can use. Boston Rob, when he got his totally. idol, it was... I gotta hey, go. Uh, something's going on down here. Yeah. I gotta go. And I always loved his response when he came back and like, you okay? And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's like, that's a wonderful, you know, that's a wonderful. He didn't lie. Just, he didn't lie officially. <laughs> he didn't want to talk about it. Um, so, uh, 
but yeah, and Jeremy is getting, as you said, he's getting a very good edit because not only is he playing the game really well and he's finding idols, but you also get the confessional of him talking about Val, his oh, wife. Oh, man, yeah. And how he's doing this for her, doing this for his family. That's, you know, that's not a person that you want to see go home. No. That's a person that if they win, you're happy they won because it's for his wife. Yeah. Who his we pregnant saw. wife. Yeah. Who, who we, we saw know. last time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, um, it, it's difficult to, I don't, it's not fun to, I mean, maybe it is a little fun to speculate in regards to like winner's edits and such. It is fun. But it's, I don't want to be overly cynical and just say, oh, well, he's obviously going to be It's going to be one of those of three because of that. Yeah. Because, you know. hey, you know, if you'd asked me, I would have said Varner's going to go really far in the game based on his, his edits, beginning edit. You know? Sure. But as a turn, but when it comes right down to it, if somebody's giving you great stuff, yeah. you use it. And yeah. so Jeremy could go out next episode. Clearly Wigglesworth not giving them a lot of great stuff because exactly. I think they would have concentrated on her a little bit more at the very least of this episode. And that brings up a larger question that I was thinking about. Uh-huh. Is it possible for somebody to be to be playing a really good game? Not even necessarily a winning game, but a really great game. Like, let's say a top five game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, sorry, and I don't just mean they make it to the top five and okay. they're a goat. I okay. mean, everyone would say, everyone on the island would say, this person's playing a good game, socially, whatever. And yet... They don't get any edit? Th- they're, they get no edit. They're not good TV. I mean, I guess that's... Can we think of anyone who... Well, I mean, just the very fact... I can think of Wu... Or Keith, but they're goats. They got no edits. They didn't get a strategic edit. They got like fun, goofy social edits eventually. Eventually. I mean like literally that. The the closest I can think, and I don't think it even totally applies, is Sophie. Mm -hmm. Sophie was playing a very good strategic game and actually won. That was a long time ago. It, I mean, it wasn't that like, long. Like, I don't was, think Tina got much of an edit, but that was a really long time yeah. ago. Well, I mean, Sophie's season 23. That's not that long ago, but she's on with mm. Ozzy and Coach. Like, they're going to sure. they're gonna hog all the screen time. <laughs> and Cochran and Brandon. Like, that is that is a season of characters. Um, but it does seem to me, like, can you imagine how horrible it would be if you're one of the producers, if you're the producer or you're the editor, and you have to make a hero's edit like yeah. you know who wins. Yeah. You have to make a hero's edit out of somebody that's literally giving you nothing. Yeah. I can't imagine anything worse. Um and but it leads me but that's the other thing is you know, uh, Wigglesworth, they mentioned that she's been talking to everybody on the island. Yeah. Everybody likes her. Yeah. And I feel like we haven't seen that once. Like you can cut in 30 seconds of that into every episode and it and you're not gonna you're not gonna screw up the pacing you're not gonna distract i think you me. are i don't know it's they pick like three small stories per episode to tell that's true but like when you think well and she has no story i just feel like if she's talking to everybody and we all know, and there's the narrative yeah, and it of might Survivor be about, that like, she's from the first season. Like, but people she might will be not be forgiving talking if you about see her. that. They might be talking about peanut butter. But that's okay. I Maybe not this boring. season where everybody wants. It's like it's boring, but because it's Do Kelly wanna, Wigglesworth from the first season, I feel like people would be more forgiving of that. You don't want to pick anything that people have to be forgiving of. Do you want to watch? 
you know, Spencer or Fish or Jeremy break down crying? Or do you want to watch her talk about peanut butter? Like if you only got 30 seconds left in your edit, which are you going to pick? Because it, it's always going to come down to that. I guess so. Maybe compared to the show, the show flipping on its head again, compared to the new, the new form of survivor that we're talking about. That's reigning in on this one. Oh, I didn't even mean it that way. Oh yeah. Ugh. Ooh. We'll talk about the rain in moments. Compared right? to that, that's epic. Second chances is epic. Peanut butter is nothing. Maybe if nothing else, maybe, maybe I just wanted to see more of her in this episode. You know, that I, there, I wanted to see thing. more of her in general. Absolutely. But again, if there's nothing there, there's nothing there. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've always found her boring. Like I've never really liked her that much. It's not that I dislike her, but she's never been somebody that I can really get on board with. I didn't really care if she came back this season or not. I understand why people voted for her to come back. And it would have been neat if there was any kind of narrative about that, but there really wasn't. And so I just... I, I'll equate it to this. I have some couples that I shoot on their wedding day and they are the sweetest people ever, but they will never give me a full yeah. exuberant expression. I cannot photograph what I don't have in front of me in the same way that like they can't piece together conversations that she didn't have. I'm speculating about peanut butter, but it could have been equally as sure as boring as that. If not more boring, it could have been about people's history, people's past. They don't really cut that in, you know, where are you from? What do you do for a living? Oh, your oldest daughter. Tell me about her. Yeah, she doesn't seem like much of a much of a crier. She's not remarkably emotive. And so, no. which is why, and that's the... If you can handle Richard for 39 days, you are not emotive. Yeah, that's true. And Sue and Ruby yeah. and yeah. She didn't break down that season. Yeah, and it's, and I guess this is the thing that gets me. When you, going back to like when people were voting everybody on. Now I recognize you can't swap out her for Shane because you can, you can swap a, out anybody for Shane, please. Well, not anybody. Uh, I mean, there are people, okay. Not anybody. Don't get me wrong. I'd rather him be Top there than any number of the guys there, but yeah, uh, but yeah, it's, there were other people that would have done more, not merely in the game, but with their screen time. Mm -hmm. The person I, that I was bummed wasn't there was Sabrina. Mm -hmm. And she was good. She was fun to watch. She was very social. She was just, I don't know. And, and she had a, a mind for strategy. Not a great mind, but she had one. And she was talkative. She was always talking with people. Yeah. I would have liked to see her. I know a lot of people, I'm not that familiar with season three, but a lot of people said T-Bird, uh, who is who was a big character mm -hmm. as well. And... It's just one of the, that's the problem with, with sentimentality and nostalgia. She, Wigglesworth got on because she's yeah. season one and people wanted to bring back somebody from season one. But of all the people, they bring back somebody who, in my opinion, is super boring. Like just, it's, it's like when they brought back Amber for all stars. <laughs> now I know she won, although, uh, you know, she didn't make a whole lot of bold moves herself, but why would you ever bring her back aside from she was pretty, you know, but I don't know. It's, I just don't understand when you have the option. Yeah. And I guess from the narrative second chances, it makes sense to go That's with her. That's the biggest second chance. But you know what? When I guess ultimately. I was psyched that she was on again. I wish that she had gotten more screen time 
this yeah. entire season. But she never seemed, even in her inter- her pre-show interview, she never seemed remarkably excited to be going back. Doesn't mean she's not super emotive. Yeah. But she was excited. I guess so, yeah. I don't care how excited she was. I was. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I just, uh, she's gone now. Are you bummed that she's gone? I am. Okay. Um, I guess I'm not I was not waiting really for her because... edit to kick in, and it just never did. Yeah, just because it wasn't there. Um, and I do feel like slowly but surely, and this is an interesting season for a number of reasons, because we have not hit a boring episode yet. Right. Um, we have, there have not been, I don't think there have been any vote-offs that have been super obvious. Um, Varner became pretty obvious pretty early in that episode. It was obvious, but it's still fun because of who we're dealing with. Even Abby, uh, nightmare though she is, it's still, I'm still interested in what's happening. Um, but certainly post-merge there's been a lot of good stuff happening and so but what's interesting is people are being peeled off there have been a lot of big personalities Mm -hmm. that are gone Mm -hmm. you know shireen varner you know woo is a big personality um cass you know those people are gone but a lot of the a lot of the less interesting personalities are gone as well and so and a lot of uh, some strategists are definitely gone, but it's being pared down more and more. Yeah, I mean, we have Sierra, we've got Wentworth, Stephen, Jeremy, Spencer. They're all still there. Yeah, and I don't think any of them are in big. I don't think they're like really in danger of going home anytime soon. And it gets down to that idea that I that I mentioned, I think, on the show at some point, wanting to have a season of just survivor strategy. Yeah. Where it's all outwit, mm-hmm. like, essentially. You got 20 people. Now, I know we're only down, we're, you know, we're down to these five plus an additional five, but uh, can you imagine how awesome it would be if, if that Joe was the final and five. Keith and Abby, they're all gone. Now it's this final five. The paranoia would be through the roof. It yeah. would be so much fun to watch. Yeah. And so stressful. And so horrible to watch because I don't want any of those guys to go. For the most part. I know you're not Sierra a huge Sierra go. fan. I, I like Sierra. I think she at least has a mind for the game. And Does is she? Because to... she's like pointing it out to point blank. You know, like you don't walk up to a clique in high school and say, I know that I'm not a part of your clique but I think that you should use me to get back at this click. You know, like it's all unspoken. And I feel like she speaks the unspoken in ways that are detrimental to her own game. I guess that's, I guess none of her talks or speeches have led to anyone else going. Yeah, that's true. Well, she just, she, I guess, you know, when you're desperate, I guess you make, that's the kind of plea you make during a, a tribal council, but that is the kind of thing that you should be saying one-on-one, which she did. You should be saying a one-on-one in 15 minutes before tribal happens. She's been yeah. saying it for three episodes straight. So that's like nine days. She didn't really say it this episode, did she? Not that I noticed. Yeah. Use us. We're at the bottom. Jeremy's going to win like the entire reward. She was like, are we only allowed to talk about food or can we talk about strategy oh, too? I was only thinking in terms of, of tribal. Yeah. But that's at no, least. No, I mean like she is playing it so hard all the time. Her paranoia is just through the roof. I think Spencer is taking, you know, a back. Like he's like, nobody wants that. I'm calming down this season. It's a Cochrane strategy the second time around. You know, it's interesting. 
we've been talking this season and Jeremy has been talking this season about shields. He mentions that there's no bigger shield than Joe and stuff like that. And I think he, and, and he's talking about, uh, physical shields, people that are good at challenges because he's a big guy. So he needs to have other big guys around him that will take some of the, the heat before he does. Which is so interesting because he's not great at challenges. I still don't know if he's throwing them or not. He's not. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Reed not. told us he's not great at them. Yeah. Which is, which is fascinating. Um, I mean, he's, he's obviously strong, but that's not necessarily the same thing. Right. But, uh, but maybe it's about perception, you know, yeah. if he's perceived to be strong, that might be enough for people, but sure. no one's talking about, from that standpoint, no one's talking about him. They're talking about Joe. We got to get out Joe. Yeah. So he is a shield. And so I was thinking if I'm Spencer, well, what am I known for? I mean, he's not bad at challenges either, but he's known as like a strategist. Yeah. So who are his shields? Who's it beneficial for him to keep around? Steven. Steven. Sierra. Yeah. Other people that are... Steven is known as a strategist. Strategist, And the reason I think of this right now is because you were mentioning... Sierra, she is being... Strategy-wise, she's being what Joe is. Yeah. Uh, Immunity-wise. Which is, she's putting everything out there. She's not holding back. In the same way that the minute Joe won immunity... Everyone was saying, well, that's it. Now you have to win all of them. And with her, it's, well, you've put it out there now. So, gosh, I hope it works because Mm -hmm. now you've just put a big target on your head. And so, I don't know. It's So, if I'm Spencer, you you keep Steven next to you. You keep Sierra around. I don't know how much you can keep her around. The other part of Shields is that you have to get along with them. They have to be in some sort of an alliance with you. Sure. And I think he and Steven are, you know, going to yeah. be around for a while. He and Sierra yeah. are not. Yeah. And Sierra, I'm trying to think, do you think Sierra is unpredictable? She is so bizarre. Again, I feel like I didn't get enough to suddenly f- feel like I knew where she was. Like this episode, she said, like, the only person I was close to was Cass. And it's like, when did that even happen? We didn't even get to see that happen either. I feel like so many people are forming so many relationships with other people that there was no way to edit that all together in early episodes in the first three chunks where there was two tribes, three tribes, two. It almost feels like this, sh- this season should get a director's cut. So no longer a 24-7 live feed, but now a director's cut. I'm willing. That I'm, would be more fun. With, with each episode being 90 minutes instead of an hour. That'd be cool. Yes, absolutely. CBS? 90 minutes? Why? I just Why so not three hours? An hour e- per day. Oh, boy. If you're going to have a director's cut, you That's might as neat. well have it. That's a neat idea. So when, we, when they release these on DVD, and I don't know if they even do anymore, but um, when they release them, they should do a director's cut of this because there's no doubt they have enough material. Yeah. There's stuff... You know, we would see more a lot more stories. Wigglesworth talking to people. Yep. And yeah, it might just be about peanut butter, but it's Kelly Wigglesworth talking about peanut butter. Isn't that fun? Um, I mean, probably not. but Like it least... ended up being behind the scenes almost. Yeah. Um, I don't know, because you know, on, on, on the CBS YouTube page, there'll be secret scenes. And sometimes it's confessional. Sometimes it's an interaction that clearly... It not it wouldn't even necessarily screw up the pace, but it do, it's a just a fun little mini story yeah. that won't play into a, the larger narrative of that episode, and those are fun to watch. And they're like you know two three minutes long, and uh, 
you know, incorporate those, find a way to put those back in. And you don't have to keep a, a pace going. We would all know that. Uh, yeah, that's why I say behind the scenes or the making yeah. of. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be for that. That would be super awesome. I would buy that. An hour a day. I like that. That's. Yeah. Because chances are, based on what everybody, based on what I've heard about the sheer amount of boredom out there, the 24 hours of each day can probably be boiled down to one hour of actual activity and fun, and the rest of it is just killing time. What's hard is that some days they do literally nothing from dawn until dusk, but other days they'll do a challenge, and then based on the fact that that's an immunity challenge, they will then scramble and decide who gets voted out so like some days yeah. are jam-packed and some aren't so i would say it like it averages out yeah you only well, need 30 minutes of the boring day or you could use that uh, i'm gonna bring up nerdy movie terms you could use that as a character building day sure where you're but if they don't do that that day you can't sure. yeah yeah if everyone's just sitting around trying to yeah. sleep there's only so much you can do yeah um but yeah, and then you can make up for it by having an extra 20 minutes of scrambling. Right. So, That's yeah. what I'm I don't know why we're putting so much time into something that will never happen. I know. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about, so we've talked about Jeremy and his getting good at it. Um, I mentioned briefly Abby and her talking to Joe, but then also doing shockingly well at the uh, immunity challenge. Yeah. Which surprised me. Mm, it's, helps to be short and have a strong core. Yeah, I guess so. And just and you could tell like, and she has, she has a very very muscular legs. I don't think I noticed mm. that because I've haven't really had to. But when you look and realize well, why is she doing so well, and you realize she does have a very strong core, and she's you know what four foot seven or something like that. Um, and so, yeah, and she she put up a fight, you know, it was down to one foot and she was on there for a while, which yeah. is amazing to me. But, uh, but yeah, so lastly, I want to talk about Steven. I want to talk about his advantage. Yes. We've been talking about Jeremy and his winner's edit. I think if anybody, aside from Wentworth, I think if anybody is possibly getting a winner's edit, especially over the last couple of episodes, I think it's been Steven. Mm-hmm. Just like his game, just like his actual game, pre-merge, just don't don't talk to me. I'm not going to raise my hand. Don't call on me. I'm just going to be back here. Don't please don't. Nobody like at tribal? nobody at tribal. No, just, just in, in life. life. In okay. Life. Just nobody noticed that I'm not great at challenges. Sure. I'm not trying to strategize. I'm just staying back here. I'm a team player. Everything's good. And so he's kind of invisible pre-merge. Once he got the merge, called out for talking about idols and stuff, though, oh, by sh- Savage and Jeremy. Oh, sure. But compare... I mean, if anything, he got a negative uh, edit. You yeah, know, he's trying to he chop, He's trying to uh, chop that, uh, not a tree, but the big branch, and he's making, like, no progress at all. Meanwhile, Savage is doing it in, like, one swipe. Um, but there would be entire episodes that would go by, and there was no confessional from him. We're not seeing him talk to anybody. He's just kind of there. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he was on a winning tribe was, you know, not a lot of people there were getting uh, confessionals. But um, but now that the merge has happened, and now it's all about strategy, now he really is emerging as, first off, a narrator. I've heard people talk about survivor narrator. narrators, mm-hmm. which is... He and I and Jeremy definitely they're setting the tone for what this season is. Mm-hmm. 
to the point that the term voting block is now going to be a term in Survivor, and yeah. that's because of Steven. Um, and it's definitely going to be the case for the rest of this season. And it's not merely a term, it's a way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Now, it was already happening, but he gave it a name. Yeah. And at Tribal, when Jeremy mentioned the term voting block... That was crazy. That's when I was like, Jeremy's going to vote with, with Steven. Yeah. Because he's because na- Steven's terminology... It has sunk in. I can't believe he didn't clam up and give Jeff a Marchese answer. Yeah. He just let it out. Yeah. I'm not sure what the, I mean, the rain was so terrible that everybody, they need to do captioning even for tribal because the rain was so bad. Yeah. That was nutty. I don't know what the microphone situation is when the rain is that bad. I mean, I feel like it's going to short out your mic. It's not going to like hurt you or anything, but sure. I don't know. Anyway, it's, uh, so yeah, Steven is, He's being a very good narrator, but he's also, he, he's good at explaining the stakes, um, but then he's also letting you in on how he's feeling. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, yes, the idea of Jeremy bringing home the money for his pregnant wife and his children, that's probably the best narrative. <laughs> According to whom, though? You know, according to just regular people, but for America, but for survive hardcore survivor fans, yes. Um, I feel like Steven's narrative because his is a narrative within the game, yeah. And redemption, it's redemption. It's I screwed things up so much the first time, I'm not going to make the same mistake now. And you see him willing to work with people. I mean, the whole reason Wigglesworth got voted out, even if it wasn't necessarily his idea, he's the one that brought uh, brought enough votes in to make it happen. It was his idea. And go, good did, on did him. Did he suggest Wigglesworth first? Yeah. He oh, okay. said that's, that's during the cut where um, she and Joe are sitting on the beach and he's like, that's those right. two are way too confident about themselves. Yes. Good on him for kind of switching gears away from Joe, not only because he just keeps winning, but because Jeremy was having none of that. Well, and also I just feel like at this point, <laughs> you don't even need to say anything about Joe. If yeah. Joe loses, whether Jeremy's on board or like not, we all know, we all know what needs to happen. That's true. So it's like, I don't need to bang that drum. Everybody knows at this point. So if, but, but he also could win. So we need a plan B. Right. And, and she's I, a great plan B. She is a great plan B because partially because she is a strong ally with Joe, just as Savage right. was all the people that would defend Joe are being eliminated. Right. So that when the except time comes, Jeremy, except Jeremy, but, weird. I, but at that point, if you only have one ally and it's Jeremy, I did yeah. have the thought. Okay. I did have the thought. Let's say next episode, let's say Joe loses immunity. Yeah. Does Jeremy give him an idol? Jeremy's got idols no, to spare. No, I wouldn't. You keep that shield around. Uh-uh. You know what? You have two shields in your pocket. I guess so, yeah. Why would you waste a shield on another shield? Now you've outed yourself and you're going to need even more shields. Well, you give it to him. You don't play it for him at tribal. No, you no. give it to him and then he plays it for himself and everyone thinks like, oh, Joe got an idol. Shoot. No. I don't know. I could see I could see it being not necessarily a great play, but boy, it would be because then Joe's just... Well, that's the thing about these edits. These are either edits for the win or for a colossal blindside, like an epic, you are going home with two idols in your pocket. Yeah, they're... You know, when you have somebody who's, you know, crying because of what... Because they want this so bad... Yep. That could be triumph or it could be tragedy. Yeah. And 
you know, hey, we've already talked about one Shakespearean tragedy in this episode. Maybe there's another one coming. Uh, But let's talk about Stephen and the advantage. Okay. First off, awesome for him making Mm -hmm. the jump, swimming, out swimming Spencer by just a little bit. That was a sad little jump and Spencer jumped better. Spencer jumped forward. Yeah. His was more of an actual dive. Yeah. It was a dive in. So you're already in the swimming position. Steven just kind of flopped off that triangle. So I just thought for sure he was not going to get it. So I'm excited. And I find myself wondering if Steve, if, if Steven hadn't jumped down, would Spencer have? Uh, it looked like they jumped pretty simultaneously. Okay. Cause I feel like if I'm, if I'm Spencer and I see that, oh, the only person jumping and it, I mean, it, it takes half a second to realize it. Yeah. The only person jumping is Steven. Got it. No I problem. I can beat him. I think it would take a little longer to recognize that when you think about 11 of those things. Yeah. You know, all in a parallel line, you'd have to look left or right to fully get it. It's it's such a man i love what they're doing this season the idea of having people give up guaranteed immunity yeah but then it's not like joe's gonna jump down joe is always in contention to win immunity and immunity now is better than uh, some vague advantage tomorrow so in the preview i just thought oh wigglesworth is gonna jump right she's a great swimmer maybe she's not a great swimmer maybe she's a great paddler because that's her job but yeah um and maybe the first episode taught her that other people will outswim her. Sure. But I just thought for sure she would jump. And then it's ironic that she's the one that ended up getting voted out. Yeah. It's not that it would have mattered. She would have anyway. She wouldn't have used that advantage. This one, she would have felt too confident. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah. And so Steven got it. I like the, the advantages similar to the one that Dan had last season mm-hmm. with a key difference. Not only do you get an extra vote, you're taking away somebody yeah. else's so vote. You, if you know that's, someone's going to vote against you. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. That can change things so much. Um, and I feel like if anybody can use that advantage well, it's Steven. Mm-hmm. I mean, he said that this is a this is like a game-winning advantage. Yeah. Or a potentially game-winning advantage. And I think he's right. I think he could probably... And I don't know how long... You know, the probably idols... Till five, probably till five. Same as idols. Five, yeah. Um, like, in this episode is interesting to- because you saw one guy mm-hmm. get a second idol. You saw another guy His get this cool advantage. strongest ally. Yeah. They are... Yeah. If they would confer with each other on what they each had... Oh my gosh. They're a powerhouse. Or they'd just be like, all right, we're going to really try and get each other out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, For sure. But, yeah, because uh, I feel like once you reach Final Four, you're on your own. Yeah. And so it's, uh, so I'm so happy for Steven. He's getting a good edit. He's saying good things. He's framing the, the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, he's creating new survivor terms, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, he's underlining new survivor concepts like the voting block, which I think has been around for a while. And if you think about it, the idea of the voting block came about in season six with Rob Sesternino, who was in between alliances and realized, oh, there's like four people that are in between alliances with me. We could just come all together. Yeah. And then he would he would swap things around and then vote out one of the people that was seemingly in his alliance the episode before. Yeah. So it's not like it's a new thing. It's not like it's that new of a thing, but it's, 
but everybody this season seems to be doing it, or it seems somewhat, not everyone, but a lot of people seem comfortable with it this season. Also, I think it's new in the sense that um, generally things are pretty predictable for three or four episodes, at least post merge right away after the merge that there is a hierarchical vote going on. And the people who are on the bottom are just in denial. Right. Um, And that part of it, I think is new. These past few three episodes have been very interesting and they are the three post merge. Yeah. I mean, and it makes you wonder last week, I mean, how you, I feel like you can tell when it's a good season when, if there is any change, like let's say Mm -hmm. Wentworth doesn't play her idol last week, not only is she not in the game anymore, but Savage still is. Yeah. How different would this episode be right. if Savage was still around? How like how different would it be if Cass was still around? Yeah. This it's that kind of season where if things went one way instead of another in every episode, it could change the entire trajectory of the season. Yeah. There are some seasons where for five episodes, five boots in a row. It's boring. It's boring. It's like that person just needed to it go. It could have been that person or someone else. Who cares? Yeah. It's obvious who's going to win anyway. Yeah. Um, and that is not the case this time. And so I was going to say, you know, Kelly Wentworth played the idol and that seemed to kick some people into gear. And I don't know. It's, it's, it's such, uh, this is like really shaping up, even though players that I like are gone and maybe the players that I still like, maybe they'll go out and maybe somebody will wind up winning that I don't like. Yeah. But just from a gameplay standpoint and just from a, an excitement standpoint, the players and what they're doing and what they're saying, what the show is doing, I feel like it's, it's, ugh, it's becoming my favorite season. Yeah. It's, it's all lining up and that's hard to do. There's only a couple ways. I mean, Heroes and Villains was a pretty great season. Yes. But then, of course, it ended terribly. And so that's it that's did. what keeps it keeps me from embracing it. Yeah. Um, but this, there's not a whole lot of opportunity. I mean, no one's going there, to let Abby win. Anyone she goes to the end with. At this point. That is an obvious thing that is not going to happen. Right. But uh, Kimmy, Keith, uh... Say name someone else innocuous. Um, not that many innocuous people left. No, but okay. Say Kimmy and Keith are final two. No. You know what though? I'll say this. Keith has a wonderful social game. Yeah. There is something to be said for that. People have won on a social game. Tina won on a social game. Yeah. And he is fun to watch. You know, I mean, oh, at this point, like, was so fun today. Yeah, like, you're somebody who who previously actively didn't like Keith and neither of us think he's that good of a player, but there is something to be said for a social game and he has it. And there's something to be said for good TV and he is it. Yeah. And what's interesting. So I wouldn't say that I'm a fan of Kimmy, but she does seem to be adapting. Okay. She's emerging. Yeah. She's able she to speak dubbed in the them terms. The witch's coven. Yeah. And she does seem to understand the stakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. She uh, She's impressing me. It's yes. not like she's making any huge moves or anything, no. although she did work to get Monica out. But I just thought she would be a pawn, a non-entity, yeah. a whatever, let's get this episode over with where she gets voted out. Yeah. And I think... And she's still around. 
two or I feel like two or three episodes from now, if she's still around and there's no reason to think she won't be. Yeah. Two or three episodes from now, when there are fewer people and and everyone there is going to need to make moves. Yeah. I feel like she'll be in a position. I think she'll be willing and able to make moves. I feel like she's been learning a lot. Mm-hmm. Savage couldn't adapt. No. Um, Terry was doing okay. No. Um, He'd go off all by himself a lot. That was bad. Yeah, that's not great. Bad decision. It remains to be seen how much longer he would have stuck around. Yeah. Um, but like Wiggles couldn't adapt. I think Kimmy might be doing the best job of adapting. Yeah. Because Varner adapted too much or yeah. was trying so hard to adapt. And we knew, we all knew going in that he was going to play incredibly hard. He was reading all these FBI books and stuff. But she has just sort of been sitting back and watching mm-hmm. and listening and actually absorbing things. I think she also got blessed with an amazing tribe at the beginning too. Sure. Like she was with Jeremy from the beginning. She, you know, yeah, she was on a winning tribe for a while. So she had time to sit back and watch. Boy, did I not expect to be talking about Kimmy in any capacity None. at all. But you know what? I'm liking her. I'm Loving actually it. liking her. Absolutely. So don't get me wrong. I don't want her to win. No, but let's say, let's say, her trajectory continues as it is. Yeah. She's getting more confessional. She's getting more screen time. So let's, so she's steadily rising. Yeah. Which means that she'll continue to rise. I'd be sad if she got voted out. I think I would too. (laughs) What is wrong with us? I don't know. But that's, you know, that's how good this season is. Keith could win. And while. No, that would be upsetting compared to, to fish. Oh, sure. There are people I'd much rather win. But if he's going to win, if it's him and Abby, or well, if it's him, yeah. Abby, and Kimmy, I yeah. want him to win. Yeah. Although, I, apparently, no. I'm, I'm a big fan of Kimmy, Kimmy now. That, yeah. Um, that's if she continues as she is. Who who knows? But, uh, but I yeah. I feel like she's going to self-destruct. Her temper is rough. I feel like if she's made it this far, I think... I think the possibility of her temper going on. I don't know. Off, there's just been no Alicia to, like, spark it. Yeah, it'll be interesting. If Abby goes off, I feel like yeah. Kimmy's the one that'll be most If Abby likely. goes off at Kimmy, done. Yeah. Done. They are both going to implode. Yeah. But you can only vote off one at a time, and I think people would probably vote Abby off first. No, didn't they do a double elimina- elimination w- or with Reed and Alec? They do that when it's when it's boring. Though. Yeah, those two are boring. Like, if they've been fighting for three days and then there's a vote, I guess so. But may, it's arguable whether that's boring. Yeah, you know, know, from a producing standpoint, um, like they, I feel like they only do that when it's a foregone conclusion. Like, yeah. all right, let's hurry things along. We all know who's going next. Let's just hurry things along. Yeah, get this over with. That's true. Um, and I don't think there's any players. Mm-hmm. Right, normally Left. drama doesn't spark that kind of boring vote. Exactly. Yeah, the vote, producers want to keep people as long as they can right. if they're creating drama. So yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I am looking forward to every, week to week. I'm always looking forward to what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I never know what's going to happen. I don't know who's going home next week. The one thing that you can basically count on is if Joe loses immunity, he's gone. That's yeah. the one thing you can kind of count on. And even on. then, I feel like there'd be so much of a, well, wait a second, do we want to? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Jeremy might second guess it. He might, but I think even Jeremy, at this point with 10 people, I think even Jeremy would still say. still want shields at 10 people, I think. I think there'd be a scramble. Yeah. Will there be a new episode next week? 
I believe so. I oh shoot, I think it just said next time on Survivor. Yeah, I mean the last few times they've still done they've aired still done one it. the night before Thanksgiving. And I'm glad you brought that up because so listeners, here's the deal. Yeah, uh, Jen and I are going to be out of town next week. So I think we're still going to record, and so we're still going to post an episode. But we, I'm not going to be bringing my big soundboard and microphones. It's with, giant. It's very large because this is a you know tip top operation. But so we're not going to be bringing that with us. But we will be bringing our laptops, so we'll be able to record. It's not going to be top quality. We'll just be using the computer mic. Uh, I know that's not ideal, but we want to get. We still want to get an episode out to you guys uh, in a timely manner. So please we just, just want to talk about it, and we just want to talk about it because every week is amazing. Every <laughs> week is a gift. Um, so anyway, uh, okay. I so think please forgive us in advance for the exactly yeah different sound quality. And it's and you know what? When it comes right down to it, if I uh, do say so myself, it's just going to sound like so many other podcasts at that point. Because uh, but only for one episode. But only for one episode, to my knowledge. Um, yeah, we're not going anywhere, right? Nashville. Not, oh, that's true. Whatever. We'll figure it out. Okay, uh, next week. So there will still be an episode. Uh, if there is, in fact, an episode of Survivor, which I think there is. I think, they, I think they've think they kept it going uh, for the last few years. So uh, I think that is it mm-hmm. uh, for this episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, as for the rest of you, got nothing for you. Grab your stuff. Head back to camp. Bye. Bye. Bye.